0: That you're to look great But if you wanna stay in shape well, you better Gym
1: Wits
0: Gym Wits That's right, man. You Welcome to the Gym Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George.
2: I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef
0: Sonic.
1: And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian.
0: And we are the Jim Wits. So uh, another week of, of crazy COVID-related news. Somehow I, I, I thought, like last night, uh, it's been a busy week work-wise and I actually didn't think I'd, I was like oh crap I gotta write an episode and I even texted you guys this morning and suddenly like we have a seems like we have a bunch to talk about yeah so, yeah. so what, you, yeah. what have you been, what even you, uh, you guys uh up to recently
1: um I am I'm just you know working taking it day by day nothing new just yes. you know the huge. <laughs> that's pretty much my answer for everything yes. during COVID-19 yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the yeah, just n- no normal, nothing normal. So Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I've New been, York's um, been crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah, we'll get into that. Um yeah, for sure. Um, well first off on a on a positive note, I've um remember how I, I've I've meant oh, you know what? I don't know if this is gonna be posted before the episode that um what that that I talked about, uh, becoming a chub rocker, but um, I definitely uh, <laughs> Tony makes a funny face, yeah, but, because
1: I just you're putting yourself down and you're trying to be funny, but it's not funny,
2: <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it, it but it, um, really, I had just uh, I wasn't in if, if this episode gets posted before um, before the other one, basically uh, to fill you in, I, I weighed a lot more than I ever had, I was not. Exercising, I I was just eating more than I needed to. I just wasn't really paying attention to anything. So as soon, basically, and and I I, I was I was traveling. I was back and forth a lot. So basically, uh, over the last, you know, week and change, I've really made that that change that I needed to. Um, I've just been eating very well. In fact, I'll I'll say what my diet has basically been. Um, I'll start with what I've been doing and. Uh, it's been working. What I've been doing is basically eating uh, however much uh, fat I need to make my food taste good, but only really olive oil and butter. Uh, nothing fried and uh, satiating foods, although I do, uh, do uh, not that it's not satiating, but I, I try to do a vegan day once a week as well. So that's been fun, but um, I've been eating pretty well. Only like, besides the condiments, nothing processed Nothing fried, very very little sugar, as Tony would mention. Lots of veggies, all whole foods for the most part. So not from Whole Foods, but you
1: know, <laughs>
2: Whole Foods. So I've been doing well, and I've already, um, you know, and I've already like noticed a big difference in how I look and how I feel too. I have more energy. I've also been able to do two sort of workouts a day. I go for a long walk round five every day. And then I do either a a long yoga or a a, a bunch of calisthenics because I can't make it to the gym. So I've already noticed a big change. Right. Yeah. I just always find it funny. The, um, I I always heart back to the, to the days where they talked about low, low fat was a, um, and I look, maybe for some people that works. I just always, something at the time never sat right with me. Right. And maybe fat should be renamed something. Right. Because, like fat and fat are two different things.
1: You mean really like different. fat in your body and the fat that you eat? Yes. Oh.
2: Right. They're like two different things, but they Yeah, I guess what you're
1: saying. I know what you're saying. It's so not it's, like Yeah, that may, I I hear you. They're they're that, not the that same makes thing.
2: But but logically it would sound good like if you eat fat it makes you fat, but it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's like we know that it doesn't it's just not it, that's you know it, it's kind of like wh- when people say gluten it has glue in it. It's like different. Who says that? People say yeah, that. People I mean... say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it. it no, glued... They say that it acts like glue, and oh, like, yeah. but, I, I, but the, the the term but it's a negative. But the the the, the word makes it sound bad, right? Like the mm. like fat in your diet sounds bad.
1: But like well, it does... yeah, and well, depends. Well, that's the thing. It depends on who you're listening to and what you believe. Like I'm thinking more yeah. from a
2: marketing perspective, right? Like. It, you know it sound like low fat sound like sounds good because you think like to, to well, a lot pre, of
1: people pre-keto days yeah, yeah like back yeah. in the I mean, in the 90s now yeah. now fat's in but the no, point now, I it just, is. Yeah. now it's like in but i do just want to clarify that all macronutrients are important and sure. a moderate fat mm-hmm. diet is i believe is probably i mean everyone's slightly different but that's important but the excessive fat is just any anything yeah. in excess extra any calories in extra in excess is going to cause your body to gain body fat yes and gain weight which is not necessarily good or bad it's just that's that's what it is so for you yeah. it sounds like when you add fat it satisfies you more so you're probably eating less that's
2: exactly what it is i'm just not yeah. eating that much yeah right and, and but, uh, no processed foods and very little sugar on top of it so it a lot of what
1: you're saying like you're feeling better right away is probably a lot of like inflammation that you had and now you're like probably even hydrating more and it yep. seems like you're, you know you're doing all all the things it's not just one thing sleeping better too and i
2: think we're like, beyond like
0: we're beyond fat being as much of a pejorative like yeah you know, it's, it's like, true like you know it's been for a long time you know starting with atkins and yeah, yeah. and you know just even now yeah with uh, keto like i feel like sugar you know and carbs tend to be a lot more uh, of an area where people are like, Oh yeah, I'm doing less, you know, like I don't really yeah. hear people talk even in the marketing, yeah. you look, yeah, you see gluten free, you see non-GMO, you see Yeah, I know uh, fat, you know, fat that's a thing of the that's more of a but thing. Low of the fat past. we don't yeah. see as you see low trans fats. Low trans uh, you know, which, fat, yeah. which is good or But no we, trans fat, yeah. We yeah. don't see as much of a of of focus on like low fats because I think yeah. you know it's in that's, to be low sugar, low yeah. carbs, gluten free, organic, you know, non gmo
1: no, yeah,
2: all yeah. that stuff.
1: I wonder what the um, next
2: thing is gonna be
1: well you know what i've noticed protein has never really been demonized before yeah i i want and i hope it doesn't because it yeah. is important but like i i just feel like that's never been i don't think something it, that like yeah. unless you're yeah i don't i mean yeah, I don't. can you think of a diet well like, vegan you, is low protein but they're not yeah. they're not doing it they're on not, purpose exactly like, like they
0: need more protein yeah they actually and... need it
1: but they're not like neglecting it on on purpose well, you th- know th- it's think not like it. trendy to because of the lack of protein it's Trendy for other reasons. But.
0: Think from a, like a, a the perspective of like if I'm marketing a fad diet, like if you go on a no sugar or very low sugar diet, you're probably going to lose a lot of weight really fast. If you go on a no fat or low fat diet, probably gonna lose a lot of weight really fast. If you right. go on a diet that's like, all right, we're just going to do low protein, <laughs> but you can eat all the sugar and and, and carbs you want. Uh, probably going to be really hard unless you then say, oh, it's low protein, but it's also vegan and it's also you know with,
1: with the right plant based. Yeah, nutrients. like you
0: can't really. Yeah. You, you know, cause that's the thing with a lot of these, with the fad diets is it's like, we'll take out one thing. And by taking out that one thing, you know, it can help somebody in, in the short term lose weight. If we're just looking at that, but right, long term right. there are other effects. I feel like if you do that with protein, it'd be really hard. Like, yeah, if, I think it'd be really hard to just, if you just eliminate protein,
2: um, but you could eat whatever you want. It, it,
0: that yeah. would be tough. I
1: agree. agree.
2: I think, um, once they start, uh, lab growing everything that that will be the next fad diet where it's like not now non lab grow like naturally grown like there already is the natural stuff but like once um we're, i mean we're, we're only uh we're not that far away from lab grown meat right we, in our lifetime we will see it probably yeah. For, yeah for sure so there'll be a backlash against that right and then there'll be oh, all sorts right even if it's completely healthy like or not yeah. bad for you in any way there'll be all sorts of people that jump out saying oh it causes this it causes that and right so you're going to see a backlash towards that and it so we need we we always going to need something along those lines
0: yeah But yeah. well,
2: once the lab for, for me once the lab grown meat comes out i'm going to i'll make the as, assuming it's affordable that will be the, the majority of my or like all, all the 100% of my uh, meat intake once that happens
0: yeah no i th- i think that will be a huge uh shift um, if and when it, you know well not even if it will happen like we've got lab grown meat it's just costs insane amounts of money to to produce but there will be a, a point where you bring you know bring the costs down and and you know at some point you'd think it'll be comparable to just going to the grocery and, and at some point it'll be even cheaper sure um, and you know once they perfect that um yeah i, I think you know ethically it, it, it'll work a lot you know for for someone like me who's like you know i I don't know that I can ever switch fully vegetarian or vegan, but I, you know, hyper aware of, of how poorly we treat animals. And, um, and I would love a situation where I could kind of eat less meat or eat meat where I feel like it's more ethically sourced. And so if you can, you know, culture some cells and, and use that to produce meat, that would be awesome. Um, It's going to happen. Yeah.
2: Uh, It'll be better for the environment too.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Long, you know, long term. I think it, it, there are a lot of benefits from from having it. So, hopefully, we'll get it sooner than later. But um, we'll see. So, uh, so it was funny before we, we started, we had a few discussions that so it was like, let's talk about it on the podcast. Let's so you had a, you, so you brought up the first question you brought up to me, uh, you know, uh, why don't you start it? I, I don't know how much it's fitness related, but you know, we don't, all, we don't, you know, we can, I think with everything going on in the world, we could talk about a variety of different things uh, um, and, you know, get to fitness and nutrition when we do, but uh, it was an interesting thing that I thought makes for, made, would make for an interesting discussion um, on the podcast, especially okay. when there's not a ton to talk about
2: so um, I'll start by saying that in, co- in when I was in college I took a class on crime and delinquency and for one uh, one of the episodes one of the, one of the episodes one of the the classes one of the projects we were doing was a discussion on whether or not this uh, uh, halfway house a, a place that houses uh, people that may be homeless or may have come uh, from prison or have uh, d- uh, drug issues, anything along those lines, was moved into a community and uh, I, I, with a sense of coincidence, not irony, but coincidence. We, I always misuse the term irony. I was actually the judge for that because it was a trial in class of whether or not the the the, 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 the town, the com- the constituents wanted it there and whether or not should be allowed to put there uh be there and i was i was the judge and i i was completely uh, purposely completely biased towards the the constituents right and i think people you know I, people found it funny how biased i was but i feel like that's what it would be because if you know taxpayers right constituents uh their neighborhood aren't going to want it there it's, the judge supposed to be impartial but clearly i was pretending to be on the side of the of the people that didn't want the halfway house there. So I voted that you couldn't put the halfway house there. And why that weird meandering story uh, happened, why I mentioned that is because this exact issue is now happening in the neighborhood where Ryan and I grew up on the Upper West Side. What's happened is because of coronavirus and some other issues, lots of people that are homeless have been moved to the Upper West Side. We're talking hundreds of people into a, not a tiny neighborhood, but not a huge neighborhood. So the, the first thought is like, okay, well, people that are homeless, they, they need a, a, a place to live. And I'm fully for that. I do believe that there needs to be housing for people that don't have a house. And I do believe that, um, that money needs to be allocated for that. So here's the but. We're not only talking about people that are homeless, that have lost their job and don't have a house. We're talking about people that are ex-convicts. Once again, a similar thing where people that have gone to prison do need a chance. I believe that. Here's where it gets dicey. A lot of these people are sex offenders being moved close to a school, right? Once again, that's iffy because right now the school isn't in, so – and. Um, you guys want to check it out i'm just getting this information from the new york post which is oh well, not always there, there the are other post articles post. on and it there's though. other it's articles le- it's, le- too.
0: it's legitimate i think the new york post might sensationalize like the the you know it, it you know it, 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 it almost words it like um it's all sex offenders where it's like, yeah. okay, it's homeless. And among the homeless, there might yeah. be sex offenders. There are some. But it's not like, some. you know. No, legit- it's not, not like people, brought yeah. hundreds
2: of sex offenders. But, right? but no, I mean, it's legitimate. Like there's a, a number of homeless people
0: being held in a hotel. Yeah, sorry.
2: And there are uh, a lot of people are are drug addicts currently, which once again, I've, if you know me, I fully believe that. There needs to be uh, resources allocated to helping people with substance abuse, but you're plopping them into a neighborhood with uh, with um, families, right? So it, it becomes a, tr- a tricky political issue. And what's happened, and I, I've seen it with my own eyes, is people are on the street are getting harassed and being offered drugs, and it's not comfortable. So... Who do you uh, uh, no, Who do you who do you side for? Right? You lived in this community your whole life, and I know it. It comes across as sounding very classist, where it's like, oh well, I live in my cushy home. I lived in this, but it, it's very easy to say from afar. Would you like in your neighborhood for a bunch of people that are um, not just homeless, but uh, ex convicts sex offenders and drug addicts to be plopped into your family within when you go out to the supermarket they're there and and from person from experience and while I while it's just anecdotal I have seen a lot more of people that look or represent this demographic and before we even get into anything uh, racial which there is a slight undertone of this I'll, I'll you know I'll say that this, Every, that all people are, all from that are being housed, it covers all demographics. So I don't, I don't know if that helps anything or not, but I'm, I'm, right, I'm that's, yeah. i just saying.
0: So, so I think there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot to discuss that we're not going to discuss because we, you know, it is a fitness podcast. So we do have some stuff we wanted, we wanted to talk about. Um, but I think the, to, to get to what you're talking about, uh, and you know what's unique about my own kind of lived experiences is I grew up in up or side. So obviously, I grew up in an area that's much more affluent. Um, but I also grew up in, in Flatbush and in a neighborhood that was not very affluent. And that, the Upper West Side is not well, that affluent, me, affluent too. Yeah, sorry it's pre, it's pretty affluent, come on. <laughs> it's it's pre, like, you know, it's look at the median so income there. It's among yeah, yeah. the highest in the country. So, okay, okay so you have an you know, affluent area and I grew up in, in Flatbush, which was not affluent. And we did have a lot of, yeah, yeah. you know, there were lots of families right in the middle of a lot of drugs, a lot of homeless, a lot of crime. Um, So I guess my, my first question would be, where do you want to put them? Because, okay, you know, it's, yes, it's not, you know, it, it, it does come from a place of um, maybe a little bit of privilege, uh, having not dealt with it. But, but the way that you worded, it's like, oh, well, we're putting them among families. Like, well, yeah, they were already among families. It's just that they were among yeah. lower class families yeah. that, that just dealt with it as part of their own lived experience in everyday life. So if we're gonna, if you start from a place of, we need to house homeless people. Where do you put that? And and I think far too often, a lot of the the negative, you know, a lot of the negative aspects of society, you know, those parts that that the more affluent people don't want to see, they get to, you know, by virtue of their own power in society, push that off to other aspects of of society. So I think it's that you're seeing. What a lot of people see as an everyday thing—it's the same thing as like what streets get fixed, what 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 uh, subway stations get cleaned up, what areas get res- what areas get better schools. Like I went to school on in the Upper West Side, which is far better than going to school in Brooklyn. So, I think it really is a class thing because you know the question. Yeah, like I said, the question I'd have for you is: all right, even you know th- there are other issues to talk about with this, but as far as like where they're being housed. I would ask why is it worse for them to be housed
2: in an affluent neighborhood
0: versus being housed in a lower class neighborhood?
2: So the, the, the first part to that is that they've always been housed on the Upper West Side there. Um, if you go on one, on one street, I, I'm fully aware that there yes. has been, there are hotels. In, in yeah. fact, believe it or not, in my- No, there was uh, one
0: across the street from my dad's house, like where I grew up. There was literally one across the street. So I so know that there, there are- There's
2: actually not a problem with them being housed. The issue is now and that they were dispersed all over the city. Now you're bringing a very large group in rather than dispersing to, uh, a- across the city. I'm look, I'm okay with some, and believe me, there are, it's not like there weren't on the Upper West side. Be- in, believe it or in, in my building, there used to be a methadone clinic mm. where drug addicts would come. We used to have an armed guard in the lobby of my mm. building. They got rid of that needless yes. to say, but so there have been, so it's not like there, and there's what, there's a, there's a pla- there's a shelter, a block from my house. Mm. right and there as you mentioned there was one a block from your old apartment as well. so there it's not like they don't exist in fact they're all over the upper West side. So that that's not the issue. The issue is now you're bringing a very large group and mm. and you' and you' and you' you're plopping them there and as as I mentioned that it's not just homeless, it's people that are uh, drug addicts and sex offenders yeah. and you're putting them near right near schools once again. You no, know, near schools, near children. And I know that it's, well, why this neighborhood rather than the other, or, but, so yeah, and you are correct. It's like, well, where are you going to house them? And I think that the, the, the proper thing to do is, and it's reasonable, is to have, you have to, they have, and look, I actually can't speak to this because I don't know if they're probably been, quote, you know, dispersed throughout the city, but if uh, lots of closing, it seems very unfair to one neighborhood to do that while yeah. I think that it's, it wouldn't be fair to bring it into any neighborhood. Yeah. So well, whether I, I would be, uh, personally, I would be just as uh, uh, outraged if it was brought into Flatbush yeah. or any other thing. Well, that's it's,
0: I think that's the other question that we don't have an answer to is, you know, I think what's happening is, okay, you have, ho- there obviously is very little to no tourism in New York. Um, so hotels are, are not being used. So this in a way is like a, you know, a way to kill two birds with one stone. We can feed, we can, house homeless people, which will help with fighting COVID. And and then the city can pay, you know, whatever they're paying for the hotel. So the hotels get a little bit of money. We're keeping people, you know, we're housing people. We have a big homeless problem that's gotten a lot worse over the last, you know, 10 years at least um, in New York. So I think the question is, yeah, if it's all centered around um, that one neighborhood, that's one thing. But I think that, you know, and the article doesn't explain whether or not it's like whether it's just the Upper West Side. It's like yeah, is this true. just an issue of like it's, we're doing it all over the city? It just so happens that the loudest um, complaints, let's say, are coming from there, or is it a situation? So I agree. Like if if you have if we're housing the entire homeless population in one area, that's a whole different story from like if we're just doing it all over the place, and it just so happens that that's it's coming out of of um, you know of that.
2: Yeah, it's- one of those tricky one of those 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 tough situations where where it's e- easy to say um, oh well you you you're, you're coming from a place of affluence. you know you don't want people there but then when it's your when it's your family yeah. when it's my elderly parents that mm-hmm. walk around who are like targets for getting robbed or so, assaulted or anything then and, and and there and by the way statistics are that in New York crime is up very very high so
0: that's a a little misleading crime it depends on what kind of crime so there so this is like this goes to um this is why a lot of the the reporting has been a little misleading so um shootings have been up significantly
2: uh or you know a a good good. deal all right uh uh-huh that makes you feel great right what shoot (laughs) shootings are up
0: right but um there are actually a lot of um lot of other crime that's down so if you're looking at like trends like let's say year to year um, like the trend is going has been going down. It, like that's the weird thing is like that. We, if you look at crime now versus crime five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago in New York, um, all over the country, the numbers are always trending downward. But year to year, you might see an uptick in like you know, let's say you'll see an uptick in one thing, you know, in in you know, gun yeah, you violence. get upticks here. And you're gonna see you're gonna see drops in other things. So so you know there other there are a lot of areas where crime is still down. It just happens that yes, gun violence is up. But I think that's more of a st- statistical anomaly. And it's going to be, um, you know, and also like, I don't do it, you know, I don't know that it's real. And also the other thing is one of the articles I read on this specific issue is that crime isn't up from in on the Upper West Side from where it was like last year or where it's been so that there might be it might look worse you may have people you know peeing on the sidewalks um and offering drugs or whatever or whatever you know cat well phone. that's cr-
2: that's unreported that, crime okay, that unreported crime. but
0: that's a different story then but, but but I mean right then you have to when, make that cl- you have to clarify that So, and which is all, which
2: you can't I know there's okay. how do you
0: yeah. So, but, but, and I'm not saying these are, those are, those are good things, but, um, but also like, yeah, so, so yeah. I would refrain from necessarily saying crime is up significantly because it's not. It it. it and- I'm going gonna,
2: I'm gonna, to, I'm, I'm actually not sure. I have to look. Um, I've I read, a, I read a couple statistics uh, that, yeah, but, I again, that I can't, that I don't know, but it is true. It is misleading. Although I have yeah. to, like, I'm you going to, I'm going to get back to us on that. Yeah, I, mean, I can't
0: get back to you know. Yeah, but again, like we we I don't I know I how much more we want to talk about this. Only yeah, yeah. because like there's so much you know there's a lot of issues dealing with our own criminal justice system, the homeless issue. Yes, the, the, you know, that, that rents are too high. That um runs you know in the middle of you know, I mean there's all you know in the middle of a pandemic. Um that you know if you like billionaires are making you know insanely more money while people yes. are suffering. Well, so there's but, all uh, all kinds of issues, but you probably want to refrain from that for now. Um, uh, unless you ha- you have anything else to say, or Tony, uh, you haven't mentioned brought oh, Tony. You know, anything well, you'd like to.
1: Have. Well, no, I mean I think it's just a larger issue that I mean it's definitely important for us to talk about because I think it's necessary to have conversations like this. Um, but I don't know if there's really like an answer for us other than just hoping that everybody. I don't I don't know. It's it's hard because you know, like you said, it's a big population of people where. You know a lot of them really do deserve and need a place to stay and shelter right but it's like that percentage of you know this like things like sex offenders and you know and, and it's sad because people who are struggling with, from drug addiction need like le- yeah. legitimate interventions like so i guess the question is is like are these houses also providing additional support for those people That's- who are struggling with a bazillion different, you know, areas. I.
2: That's a that's a great question. Um, but my, my guess would be, since there are lots of since there are lots of people now doing drugs and selling them on the street, would be no. But or not enforced. So but that is a so good. That's the
0: thing. Also, is like how like how much of those are anecdotes and how much of that is is real? I think that's another, <laughs> another thing to.
2: all all of it. And there's no way to, to, to know it's because there's no poll. There's no, it's not going to be any official thing. And I don't think you could properly do one right now. Um, But I could tell you from what I've witnessed and for someone who's lived on and take that for what it's worth, right. Because I've lived on the Upper West side back and forth since I was born that it, to me, it, it, it looks bad. It looks worse Mm. than from, from a very long time ago. You know
0: and, and that's a New York problem. Like like there is a major, you know, issue in, in the city and I, and I don't know how you necessarily, you know, fix it. Um and I, I do feel like there you know, obviously there's a big difference. I think a lot of the times um I, you know, it's like, I've seen it so much growing up that you almost desensitized to see homeless course. people. And there's that part that's like, well, okay, did, you know, how much of it was, was sell, you know, how much of it is like, you're somebody who you just can't get your act together, you know, cause there are, there are plenty of people who are just, who are just, you know, screw ups and they just can't get things right. Yeah, and yeah. Th- but then there are people who like try everything and just have a hard time. And like, yeah. you know, they just, a couple things fall the wrong way and they end up homeless. And in this situation, like with COVID, I, I mean, again i think you know the government failed in not um both states and um yep. and the federal by not just putting you know what nobody has to pay rent you know and no mortgage you know because yeah or instead least, of
1: deferring it so then yeah, you owe lots exactly, of money in the okay, future okay, it's, so, it's really ridiculous yeah, so it's like okay
0: so we we don't we can't um you know we can't you know like there's a more like you can't evict anyone now no. but as soon as that's lifted mass evictions mass homelessness and many people who by no fault of their own you know because at the end of the day, the other thing like this whole like now i'm getting on a rant but like the the whole 600 hundred dollar, you know that that people are like some people on unemployment are getting an extra 600 bucks and and the government's freaking out meanwhile you got people making billions and billions and billions of dollars but whatever like you know we're not going to tax them extra on what they've made during the pandemic but um but it's like if you it's borderline more
2: profiteering
0: Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you can't... Yeah, no, seriously. But it's like, yeah, if that $600 is so much you know that better than what you were making then there's a problem with the wage you were making there's a huge you know?
1: problem with that yeah so, that's a whole other conversation yeah. so like so a know, lot of people have been expressing that to me yeah which is really so day, crazy it's a mess and
0: so you have a lot of people who can't you know you, they're barely you know able to live paycheck to paycheck sure and now you're asking them to to cover like six months of rent whenever yeah. things open back up so i think i think we're you know th- there's a lot of issues that that you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg, The you know, the issue in the Upper west side. I'm afraid to see what happens if they you know, it, when, you know, when when uh, the kind of, that the pause on evictions um, ends, um, there are a, a lot of people going to be in trouble.
1: That's yeah. a really good point. So,
2: um, all right, so. <laughs> now that we've now posed that we've started tons of questions. Some boom boom. <laughs> we've posed tons of questions and and provided no answers. No answers, exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, all right, well, uh, so there's, you know, I guess to stick with uh, some more, doom, more. I, I don't know that we have much positive until we get to some foods that don't require refrigeration, but we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I wanted to ask you, so so Tony, you use TikTok. Um, yes. I know that TikTok's popular. I've never used it. So I'm going to, it's kind of a two-part question. First, I'd like for you to explain TikTok for me and, and why it's better or maybe not better, but how it compares to like using Facebook and or Instagram. And also how you feel that the president has decided that that TikTok is going to go away in 45 days unless they sell to an American or U.S. Com- uh, a US company.
1: Yeah, well, so here's the thing about TikTok. I learned about it a, a while ago and I remember being told, oh, I mean, it's probably like almost a year old. So I don't know, maybe six or seven months ago, I remember hearing entrepreneurs Anyone who owns a business, get on TikTok, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. They're like, remember back in the day when, you know, Facebook was cool and then people were on Instagram and you were like hesitant about it and then to watch how Instagram blew up and then now it's like, you need to be on Instagram and if you weren't on there early or same thing with like podcasting, right? So it's like, get in there, get in there, get in there. But I was like, I don't really understand because to me, I feel like there's a bunch of kids on there. Like. I don't think any of, any of the, that clientele, it's not like it's going to help my business really in any way. So it was super resistant in the beginning. But then I just kept hearing about things. People started sending me videos that are super entertaining and I would always laugh or cry or like giggle or be like, oh my God, that's so like quirky and interesting whatever. And so I decided to get on TikTok. Um, I posted some videos they didn't really get much traction and then one day when I posted one video it has over a hundred thousand views and My profile doesn't have a lot of followings and if you look at other people's profiles They can grow really really quickly, which is the benefit to being on a platform before it gets big Mm -hmm. Now it's really hard to kind of grow a following because now it's more saturated. Everybody's on there, right? so There's opportunities to go viral super, super easily. So anyone who's in business is super helpful. Um, And then now it's been trending. So now it's not just young people. People of all ages are on it. If, If anything, it's actually really funny because they'll be like, you know, mom's over forty, that like literally will hashtag mom's over forty and they'll be trying to do these fancy dances that these kids are doing. So it used to be more for like more dance people would like do a dance and like you would try to mimic the dance and then you'd have like cool effects. And so the videos can be anywhere from like they're usually around 15 seconds, but they could be anywhere from like one second to 60 seconds but they're usually pretty quick and they're usually either making you laugh cry or show you something and but also there is now you know my issue with TikTok now is like just like on any other platform you have these Social media influencers that have no credentials that are just selling BS stuff. So it's just another area where these accounts can have like bazillion, like literally a million or bi- like a million followers just by posting, like, oh, this is the drink that I drink and you, this is going to help you lose weight. And like, there's no filtering there, nothing like that. So that's the part I don't like about it. Um, But I will say of all the social media platforms that I'm on, I genuinely, Instagram is my home. It's like where I post the most. It's where I'm on my stories the most and all that stuff. I kind of play with TikTok a bit. But TikTok really is like, I never understood. I remember we would talk about like how, you remember we were talking about how like we can go down rabbit holes, like watching YouTube videos or like Instagram or Facebook. I was never really like that. Like for me, I mean, maybe when I was younger, YouTube would be like, I'd watch funny videos, but For me, like, I didn't, I don't genuinely, I don't really enjoy watching people's stories on Instagram. I don't really enjoy being on Facebook. I kind of just do it for my business. Mm -hmm. TikTok, I will get lost in that thing for hours. Like, it is so entertaining. Like, I really want everyone to go on TikTok and just watch some videos because they're like, yes, there's famous people on there that post educational things and funny things and all that stuff. But my favorite thing is watching families come up with the most clever things the most hysterical things they're really just your everyday average joe like making these videos that so explain your life so especially when the pandemic had first started and everyone was stuck at home everyone got on tiktok and these videos were going viral but they were so funny and so real because it was like so it was describing like so many people would do videos of like them working from home and like the reality of like what that is and like you know, how they would dress up from, like, to be on Zoom from, like, here up and, like, they would be not wearing anything, like, you know, wearing something, like, their pajamas underneath or, like, you know, saying that they're not going to drink tonight and then it's, like, there's, like, videos of them, like, with, like, four bottles of wine later because it's, like, what else is there to do? Like, you know, there's funny, cute animals, there's I mean I am literally upset. If you especially if you love babies there's do they do like so many cute like words or songs like babies dancing and it's like trendy and it's just so entertaining and so fun so the point uh, all that to say um couldn't tell I really love tiktok it's <laughs> very entertaining um, all that to say um, now trump has saying that we might it might be banned um and it makes me sad. And I think everybody who's literally, not for nothing. I also think about, think about all those dancers and people in entertainment in and all these people that can't work right now actually are making a living by creating a profile. On, they're getting verified on TikTok and and then they're becoming influencers. And so they're getting paid to do like sponsorships and stuff like that. So by banning TikTok, you are literally like taking away money from a lot of people. Um, and you're also taking away joy from a lot of people because I really feel like it helps people bring people together during this difficult time. Um, and it's just crazy to me because I understand it. I think it's related to, cause it's partly own, it's owned by China and they're afraid of them uh, that they're going to get, you know, our data and stuff like that. But like, I feel like, isn't that the case with most social media platforms? Like, isn't that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I- I- I, you know this is a, a
0: a situation of trump being petty you know like if he, 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 he's nothing if not petty and um you know I think that it's you know yeah ostensibly it's because of um data collection that they're you know it, it's um a chinese run company so the 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 um Chinese-owned companies, so the fear is that they will use the use the app to collect data. But there's no real explanation of how and what about that is any different from any other major company. You know, because yeah, like Facebook. I mean, the 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 level to which you know these companies can access our data and and steer ads and direct ads to to us is is insane. And like mm-hmm. if, if we if we sat and took like a second to think about the just what they do, what the social media company companies do, um, you know, with our data, um, we, we think twice about even being on any social media, and just the extent to which they can manipulate things, it's pretty scary. Um, but we all just kind of go with it. So I feel like it, it's a little, it, you know, it's 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 BS that that it, th- there's a fear of that, and like what you know, what about that can get to the Chinese government? So then does that mean that any app? controlled by another country should not be used because anyone can use it tiktok says that they're they're not sending the data to the government but you know it seems more a situation of you know he was upset that i think um you know whether or not this worked apparently when there was that he had his um big rally and uh it you know the numbers were a lot less than expected and and part was due to i think a lot of people on tiktok kind of buying up uh or taking you know You getting free tickets to the event. So they expected like they thought they had millions of people signed up and that millions were going to be lined up out the doors and you know, it was only like 6000 or something. And so it feels like it's a situation of being him being petty. Um, And then the added part of he said, you know, they have to sell to an American company. But then um, but then saying that if it sells, the 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 Treasury Department should get a significant amount of money because they basically would have brokered a deal. Uh, it just all—it's it, bizarre. And I'm not going to get into a major, you know, you know, Trump rant. But it just is—it it it is bizarre. But it's not unexpected because you know you could just just you can't you expect the unexpected with this government. Nothing, nothing shocks me anymore.
2: <laughs> when is um. When is uh? Forty-five days. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saying, when is what's his name um gonna come up with Idiocracy two? You guys oh, ever Mike seen the movie Mike Judge? Yeah, seeing. uh I mean,
0: look, like you, you, he can't. You can't. You, you can't write. Like, like there's nothing. I mean, the- there's nothing you can write that is crazier than what is going on in, in the country. Like, you just can't do it. And, and uh, yeah, you, you just can't. <laughs> it's, just, it's not possible. Like yeah there's just yeah. there's nothing you you can't you can't do it <laughs> and now i will so i had a little rant and so now for so anybody who's a uh, who if you if you're uh you know a Trump person i'm 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 actually going to talk a little bit of my frustrations with our our democratic governor um, oh, uh, so yeah so it was kind of like another version of Trump only yeah, like no, on I the think, other I, side. Honestly, They're- like, you know, it's funny. It, it's kind of funny because like, if you look at the, re- so New York obviously got hit really hard yeah, um, yeah. and largely, so like, you know, I, I, I will, I say, I would say the, the federal government did a bad job of managing this right off the bat and, and has continued to. But I think that, you know, we're not off the hook either. And I think a lot, a lot, you know, not that New York wasn't going to get hit hard because we're, you know, one of the largest cities in the world, we're a major hub. Um, so I think New York was going to get hit, but I definitely think that the governor and the mayor of New York both did not do an amazing job initially managing it. They have done a good job since.
2: And, and New York, I is, think the mayor has done the, the most I mean, awful yeah, job. I mean, yeah, our the mayor worst is also mayor in the history <laughs> yeah, of New York. He's,
0: he's, he's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I, I wanted, I want to defend him because he's, he's, Supposedly progressive But he's just He's terrible he's Um So yeah So uh, yeah So we could go on a whole thing So like Hey if, if you don't like us Because <laughs> we talk Trash with Trump Hey we're gonna talk You know We, we don't love our Democrat uh, Unfortunately in New York either But um But no so so yeah, they they, they did, they, but New York has done a great job since, and and I think New York is one of the models for the country on on how to mm-hmm. how to handle a virus. But you know we're in this area where you know gyms are still closed. So now we get a little something talking about fitness. Um, you know, so gyms are still closed, and I think it's it's still up in the air whether I think it's a good or bad idea to open gyms. I think there are a lot of questions, and and I, I think, you know. There's a lot of near because I think if you do open gyms, it, it does open things up to, to the disease spreading. But um, a couple days ago, um, you know, Cuomo was asked because we have no idea. So, as somebody who's in the fitness industry, it, I am anxious because, like, I am I, lucky that my company has been great and is paying everybody, but what happens, you know, if this goes on for six months or a year, like, you know, at at some point it's going to stop. And and what about all of the people in the fitness industry who are not working or who, you know, have to hustle and, and, you know, a lot of people are doing outdoor stuff. What happens when it gets cold? So it's, it's concerning that there, you know, there is, no indication of when this is going to happen, which also puts everybody in a rough position. If they were like, hey, we're going to open when the numbers are at this level, that'd be, at least we'd have an idea. Or if they're like, we're thinking about opening in September, you know, but there's nothing. And so somebody had asked him and, you know, effectively his response was, look, gyms aren't safe. Um, if you look at the data in other states, gyms, you know, it, it's it's proving that they have to close up the gyms again. And I don't know how much of that is true because I don't know if there is specific data on, on how fitness centers and gyms are spreading the disease. I think it's that there are places that opened up early and they had to close everything down, including gyms. I, I don't know of a situation where a city opened up gyms and then specifically just closed gyms as opposed to just, you know, they open everything up and close everything. So the idea is, okay, gyms are unsafe. So first of all, off, hearing that response, I'm really concerned because it's like, oh, well, they, they, I don't think they intend on opening gyms anytime soon. Um, Which is like, it's like, okay, that's fine. If if your if your thought is it's indoors and uh, people breathing heavy, touching stuff, um, sweat, you know, uh, even with masks, it, it's hard to control. I get it. I understand how insane. You know how how it potentially it can spread. Um, fine. But then the next day they announced that they're opening schools. Literally. So the next day. so so it's like then okay. So make up your minds because schools are going to be far. Oh more God. dangerous and spreader
2: on spreader so than, many and, levels and the problem is
0: also that you know we know that, there, that you know israel for example israel did an amazing job managing the virus they opened up schools things spread um you, we're looking at places that are opening up schools now um and and numbers are going up there have been studies out of um i think it was south korea that show showing you know schools being a major spreader um it's it's straight up that yes like kids may not um, suffer from the effects of COVID as as bad as adults, but they still get it and spread it. And so it's you know it, so it, it's just it it doesn't it's, make it's any sense to kind it, of cognitive dissonance to to, oh to one, on one hand say all right well, we're not going to open up gyms but we're going to open up schools I and know, I understand all of the other you know there are other effects of not of kids not being in school sure. together but like. It, it, then be honest about it. you know, but so, so, you know, but I, I think, really, it's like, look, we need schools as you know, we need teachers as our our unofficial babysitters um and 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 to an extent like there are kids that they rely on school lunch but work out some kind of school lunch program then where you can have kids go get delivered or something exactly Mm -hmm. like or have the lunchrooms open have a system but like to just uh, open up schools and then without real guidelines like they have basic guidelines but effectively it's like every school district has to send him their proposal for how they're going to open and then you have situations where like some kids can opt out of going in school but then you have teachers now who have to both do work in this classroom but also work virtually with it's just a a nightmare and a mess and it's frustrating because like you know what as soon as this thing opens, schools open back up the numbers are going to go up and they're going to you know i mark my words like they're going to close schools down again by ridiculous.
1: there's no point and why they should wait at least till maybe i honestly because i think we talked about this before but like flu season is going to be terrible. Yeah. Like I don't, unless they, I can't imagine it not be. So can't you just wait till like after that at yeah. least, or like, no, it's a great point. you know, like let's just wait. Cause yeah, you're right. It's going to open, they're going to open them and they're just going to have to close them right back down. And it's true because it's not even, it's the kids obviously are at risk and then they can spread it to, who to like their parents or whatever. But the, the teachers, like you have so many teachers staff. that, yeah. yeah, the staff, like it's just not fair to them. They probably, you know, they're usually obviously older than the kids. So they have, elderly parents yeah and then you know that's like now what are they not going to go see their family like right. we well, already can't probably but it's like it's just going to make it even harder for them yeah it's just and, and my, my wife's a
0: teacher so like at the end yeah. of the day it's like i have to it's like all right well I guess i'm gonna get it because like
1: right you know right it's gonna spread the family members of the yeah. staff
2: yeah, yeah exactly and, exactly. and on, on top of that now you're flooding the subways with with thousands <laughs> and thousands of, <laughs> thousands of kids like now, the subways become very unsafe yeah. for anyone who has, who's forced to ride it for other, you know, for reasons when you're not. So like, it's just the whole, th- and just the, it's just a, it's a nightmare. Uh, it's a nightmare of a situation. I think yeah. it's opening the schools is is a, a terrible, terrible idea. I know yeah. that the uh, the other. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's a better, I know keeping all the kids at home is not good either, yeah. but I think it's a better there, option. There are
0: no good decisions in this, but at least be honest, Damage. you know, and be, be consistent in, in your decision-making. If you're going to, you know, if, you, if your focus is we want to keep the numbers down um, and and stay away from unsafe situations, great. But if you're going to allow, like another thing, um, another thing is like, you know, for, for example, okay, so we can have indoor dining, but kids are gonna eat lunch in uh, you know or, or eat lunch in the classroom like right. yeah it's, uh, it, it,
1: but, it's. and then also to, i mean i feel like the other thing that could might be a more realistic maybe strategy is like thinking about certain ages right like you can't tell a kid like but, like certain kids like are just not gonna understand don't touch your don't touch your face don't oh, touch okay. anybody don't, think about you know that. but like maybe maybe certain ages like maybe high school kids maybe they're a little bit more where that you could actually like control that or teach them that or edu- you know but like those who have especially and I know Ryan I know your wife helps people with special needs like that's yeah. really difficult yeah. like you can't they don't they they don't understand that they can't touch people on a regular basis yeah. so how are they going to understand that in this situation so and it's just going to be putting once again the staff at risk and their family at yeah. risk and so I feel like if anything if there's going to be some sort of like controlled way where they want people to go back to school the way to decrease the number is to be selective of maybe certain um, age groups yeah. or, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, or certain, yeah, like high school, maybe, you know, or
0: yeah, I don't know. I agree. I think, I, you know, I just think it's a recipe for disaster and we're going to see, you know, one of the largest school systems in, you know, in the country. Um, yeah. The subways, I mean, it's going it, to, it's like it presents a nightmare scenario for a city that otherwise has been doing really well. I mean, I think we've had days, yeah. you know, multiple days without deaths due to COVID the numbers, you know, are, are still, uh, you know, down. Like it's just, doesn't make any sense. And so then for me, it's like, well, I, I I don't think gyms are opening up anytime soon. You know, so if you, if you live in New York, you know, get used to working out outdoors until who knows when. Cause I just, I, I just feel like by that kind of response, like if the response was, you know, look, you know, it's, it's still, we're still not completely comfortable, but we're working out a plan with fitness owners. Even if they were like, you know, like that's the thing is I don't think they, like the government has not reached out to gym owners, at least as far as I know to say, all right, how can we work out a plan to so, so that when things reopen we can do this safely mm-hmm. and i don't think they've even gone that far and so yeah that's a concern is like uh, who knows when this is going to happen but i feel like you lose the you lose you can't say we need to you know gyms are unsafe in one breath and then the next breath say we're going to open up schools like that just doesn't yeah it just doesn't work for, work um work to me so, yeah i don't know it's like a frustrating but well, we'll, we'll see. And I to add another,
2: and to add just a little bit more doom and gloom, especially for the people that like to work out outside winter is coming <laughs> and it has yeah. meaning right
0: yeah seriously well yeah been, like that's the thing is like i've been i've been like for me exercise wise it's been outdoors has been fine i mean you know they have been good parks it's hot and humid like today um yeah, you have I worked,
1: to get up super early yeah. otherwise, well too. i worked
0: out today and it was like only 70 today's
1: nice yeah today's but
0: nice. it was so humid that i was sweating like i would sweat if it was like 95 it was just mm, so yeah. it's so humid um but yeah it's like one of those I we're just gonna have to you know figure it out and, and get used to it um all right so uh now we'll actually stick with fitness and nutrition um so <laughs> we had some blackout so we had a major major winds um and storm uh earlier this week um and it was really bad there's a tornado warning which is like you never see tornado warnings in new york um so that's you know that's how you know things are pretty bad but um it did knock out power for, for people and told me just a great go idea.
1: to sleep for like for the rest of 2020 and then <laughs> uh, an idea. it's been real rough <laughs> yeah. that,
2: well, that, we, you know what let's, that's let's, that's the let's, answer no no let, let's mass <laughs> sleep like if everyone could just take a pill and like go to sleep for three no we, we really go everything. to sleep till
0: election day everyone wakes up votes huh. then we go back to sleep <laughs> so let's how about we do that um that, that would work for
2: me That sounds like a good movie. That sounds like a very good sci-fi movie.
0: Yeah. So um so anyway, so we so we had uh had some blackouts in some areas. Um and then Tony had a great idea, which is you know, talking about foods that healthy foods that don't require nutrition. So why don't you talk to talk to us about that? Don't require refrigeration. Or sorry, don't require nutrition. Don't require nutrition.
1: Don't require require, not just don't Require refrigeration, but also don't require cooking unless you have a gas stove. Okay. Then there's some, you know, if you're some of your equipment, cooking equipment, is by is like gas operated, then whether you lost power or not, you could yeah. still use that. But I'm gonna just assume that you don't, and then if you do, I can talk about some options there. Cool. So I basically just wrote a list, and I just thought about when I go to the grocery store, and it kind of helps me like figure that out. So, um. Think about when you go to the grocery store, obviously the first thing that we're going to think about that is healthy are going to be your produce section. So the fruits and the vegetables. So think about when you go to the grocery store, all those things that are not refrigerated, those are things that you can purchase. Now, some of them do require cooking, um, but others can be eaten raw. So the things that require cooking, if you have a gas stove, obviously that's fine, but most of the stuff that's out on the produce section that doesn't require refrigeration can also be consumed raw. So things like uh, peppers and, um what else do they leave out there um oh my god there's so many and i just can't. <laughs> lots of fruit lots of veggies so just think about anything that you buy that you know avocados bananas uh tomatoes like those are the things that are out there that don't require cucumbers There's certain things that like you really don't need to refrigerate in order to consume but they're both you know fruits and vegetables are always a good option you could also buy dried fruit as well to kind of add as a snack or you know have to to add to um maybe like make a trail mix or something like that. Uh, Nuts, seeds, and nut butters, those are also really, really great options. Um, Whole grain bread, um, rice cakes, popcorn, uh, dry cereals. Obviously the popcorn and the cereal, we wanna make the cereal, we don't wanna have too much sugar, and the popcorn, we don't wanna have too much butter or salt. Um, But even things like whole wheat tortillas or corn tortillas or even, um, yeah, like um, whole, whole grain flour tortillas, those are fine. And then if you're gonna have something like cereal, they actually have shelf-stable milk that you can buy. And very often, it depends on obviously if you're with the family or by yourself, but there's milks that are in little containers that are pre like portion for one person, or you can buy a whole container if you feel like you're gonna share it between everyone. So obviously you would have to refrigerate it after you open it, but there's certain milks that you don't actually have to do that. I, I think there is a,
2: a non-refrigeratable milk yeah, like
1: there that, the, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. i oh. or something like that.
2: No. Like oh, but I think once you was that, that do you have to refrigerate that after you I open think
1: it? Most of those, you I think it's, it's it's suggested to. So I've just for food safety purposes, I would say um, once you open it, you would want to refrigerate it. So that's why I was saying maybe buy the ones that are already like Small pack smaller packs. So it's like more like, Oh, I'm going to have a cup with my cereal or I'm going to have a cup, you know, like a chocolate milk as a snack. More
2: milk and cereal. Um, Nothing I like know. Milk
1: and cereal, I, but whatever. Well, yeah. Do what you
2: got to do. Right?
1: <laughs> I know. Um, and then, or, and then another thing you can do is get like protein powder and you can mix that together. And shake it up and have that like as a snack, or I use that actually as my milk in my cereal because I use almond milk, which doesn't have a lot of protein. So it's a fun um, trick for you guys. Um, so whatever jerky is also good for. So those are more like snack options, but um, obviously canned vegetables is good and also canned fruit. Uh, so with canned veggies, you want to make it make sure it's no salt added, or if you do, um, it does come and is salted, then just get a strainer and wash it off with water if it's canned fruit then make sure you have no added sugar um or it's packed in water or even packed in its natural juice is fine um canned tuna sardines even canned chicken breasts those are completely fine um if you're concerned about sodium like i said just put wash it off but they even have like flavored tuna and flavored sardines and so that way you can you know add a little flavor to it but also a lot of condiments um, that don't require refrigeration are things like vinegar and hot sauce and tomato sauce and mustard. And those might be good things to, or sriracha, like depending on the flavorings that you don't need to refrigerate to give those foods flavor. Um, other things are roasted chickpeas, uh, roasted fava beans, roasted edamame. Those are really good options. Um, and then if you do have a stovetop, then you should be able to make things like oatmeal and quinoa and very much any grain that just requires some water and maybe even some like uh, vegetable broth or chicken broth or something like that to give it some flavor.
2: Well, if you have a gas stove, you're- you're, Right, so if you have a gas stove,
1: you're probably, you're obviously a little bit better off with, but if you, we have to be mindful that you would have to then go to the store and buy small portions because you can't refrigerate it later once you cook something. Um, But those are all options that are great. They're shelf stable, you can eat them. You don't need to cook them, prepare them or refrigerate them and you can make some really great combos. So you can get your tortilla, you can get some, um, the canned chicken, you can put oh, salsa is another good thing that's shelf stable. You can throw some salsa on there, get some avocados. Um, and that's like a pretty good, decent meal. Um, that's one example, but you get, you have to get creative a little bit, but it's possible.
2: <laughs> people did that for, for longer than for people live that way for longer than we've had refrigeration, like yeah. much, much, much longer.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the other thing too, is like, I think the first thing people think about if they have no power is to go like buy, you know, go to fast food or go to a restaurant and like order in or take out, which is fine. Um, but you definitely still want to use all of like the healthy mindset around that. Like make sure that when you are doing that, you're getting some veggies with it. Um I think that's the other the thing that's the
2: next diet, the non-refrigeration diet. Oh, Not the raw diet, <laughs> the <but> non-refrigeration <laughs>
1: diet. So like um, only things
2: you can't refrigerate.
1: Yeah, yeah. But also too you when you do to. go to the grocery store, like you can they hopefully they didn't lose power. Um, and then you can get things like pre-made salads and pre-made sandwiches and like, you know, then you could also just buy things that are, you know, already, you know, healthy and pre-made that you didn't have to prepare, which is obviously like the other option. But I'm thinking if someone's like, you know, doesn't want to buy all their meals out. If they lose power for a week, that can get pretty pricey.
2: Not be fun to lose power for a week. Did anybody, did you guys
1: have any ideas of... Did I say did I not say anything that you've
0: thought no, about? No. Uh did you mention peanut butter?
1: I said nut she butters. No, butter okay, that's yeah.
0: what you she did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: that's always the first thing that comes to mind. It's like like what could you subsist on? Peanut butter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> peanut, butter. <laughs> peanut butter's peanut butter's yeah. life. Um yeah, I feel like, yeah. So those are those are all really great options. You got we talked about fruits, veggies, proteins, healthy fats. Go.
0: Chef Boyardee.
1: <laughs> we said healthy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, Wait, you could pair you that with some that veggies. Ravioli. Yeah, <laughs> you can, if you pair it with some veggies. I think. I mean, who
2: well. wants to eat like cold canned ravioli?
0: I actually do not mind cold canned ravioli, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
0: all right, so I've got um, an interesting study. So, um, so this deals with um, the the this one is dealing with the. Um, you know, so you get the big, you know, question, what, like, what's, what's better for building strength, um, you know, weights or machines. Um, and, you know, it's this battle back and forth um, that we've had over the years. And, and you get, you know, uh, you know, the, so the the general thought has always been that, um, you know, weights, so machines give you a stable environment. So any kind of machine system gives you a very a linear, stable environment to work from. So the idea is that, um, when you're doing free weights, you have an, a more unstable st- environment that you're working with. So you have a greater recruitment of muscles. So the idea has been that generally free weights are better because they're more functional. You recruit more muscles and you'll, you'll build more because of that muscle recruitment. Um, and so this study looked at the difference between weights and, and machines. And so it was uh, in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning uh, Research. Um, so what they did was they did over eight weeks so it was uh, the study was done over eight weeks and you had two groups. So one group um, was doing only weight training, I mean free weight training. And the other group was doing only um, only uh, machines. And each group trained uh, each like they each tra- they trained each muscle group two to three times a week um they would do three to four sets per exercise um and they would do four to ten reps um and the workout the the kind of plan would be two days on one day off and like one day they do half the muscle groups so they might do um i'm just throwing it out but let's say like biceps triceps and back and the next day they would do like chest shoulders and legs or something like that and then they take a day off and then repeat so um they, for this group, they were testing. So the, the group consisted of 46 people. I think it was 20 men and 26 women and 18 to 30 years old. So obviously you had to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because you're, you're doing a very specific population. Um, they had a variety of training experience. So some people had you know more exercise experience than others, but they effectively tried to put them in groups so that like half the group had similar amounts of experience as, as the other. Um, so what they tested was muscle mass. Um, they tested strength, they tested uh, free testosterone, and they tested free cortisol levels um, for each group. And so what they found was that over the course of the eight weeks of, of the testing, there was not a major difference in muscle mass or overall strength. Um, that they, they both increased, but they increased to basically the same amount. Um, they did find that in men, their testosterone levels um, after post-workout did increase... Um, significantly, so more so um, in the d- with the free weight training. So free weight training, testosterone levels did increase more per workout, although that at the end of eight weeks, it still didn't lead to an in, a, a significant increase or difference in mass or strength. Um, and then they found that the cortisol levels were basically the same. Um, so again, obviously, this is you know very basic, very simple study, only you know certain age group. Um, so we don't know how that affects older people. You know, we need this to be replicated, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it is interesting as it seems to point to there not being a major difference as far as if you're just looking to build strength and, and size between doing um, you know, the free weights um and machines. Now, obviously, if that's if that's the goal you know, there doesn't seem to be a major difference, which I, you know, I think most people would agree with. Um, it, you know, the other questions would be if you're looking at it for like a sports specific thing, or if you're looking more for specific like outcomes th- that related to movement, there may or may not be, you know, a benefit to doing free weights or machines. But if it comes to just building strength or size, you know, there doesn't seem to be a major difference. But obviously, again, this is something where we need more studies to kind of bear that out.
2: I would also like to, uh, one thing in favor, uh, yeah, you know, sorry. If if you ask anyone who's a hardcore gym goer, they're always going to say free weights for the most part, right? But um, one thing that I probably and I may, Ryan, you could speak to this is you probably get injured a lot more using free weights than you would at a machine. Is that correct, or is there no evidence that supports that? To me, you would think that would you would think that that would be the way, but perhaps I'm I mean, wrong. You'd sp-
0: have to. There, it's a, you know I think you'd have to qualify that a little bit because okay. you know it, it it depends like i would say yeah okay if injuries doing the movement, sure because again there you're in an unstable environment so if yeah. you do something wrong um you you might be more likely you're definitely more likely to injure yourself doing a free weight exercise wrong Because it's unstable and there's just a lot more freedom of movement than there is with the machine. The machine, it helps you so much that you really are, you're pushing it in one direction and back. So there's not as much room for, like there's a lot, there's not the kind of room for error that there is with the free weight because the free weight is you're, you're free. You can do whatever you want. And so if your shoulder starts, you know, rotating backwards too much, you know, there's there's no, there's nothing to hold that back. So I think that, you know, if it, when it comes to doing things improperly, sure, you're probably more likely to injure yourself with free weights because of that freedom of motion. You're also probably more likely to drop a weight on your foot. You know, <laughs> you're not going to drop something, you know, you can't really do that with the machine. So I think that, that injuries are more likely and this is just th- theorizing. I don't know th- what the data would say on that, but you know, the other thing to, to, Consider is is that could Be used wrong because then it could be Used to say yeah free weights are, are Not are, are you know or machines are Safer but it's just that improper Usage of free weights but sure. if you're properly Doing exercises with free yeah. weights Um, long-term it probably, you know, so that's the other thing is you're talking short-term versus long-term. So if you're, you know, the, the thing that people that, you know, kind of freeway proponents might say is that by doing a machine exercise over time, you're not working, um, you know, assistant movers as well. You're not working, you know, kind of synergizers, you're not working antagonists as much. So you, you end up overdeveloping like the larger muscle groups. Like if I'm doing a bench press with, um, you know, a machine over you know, years I'm I'm developing my larger muscles. So I'm probably developing the chest and triceps, but I'm not developing a lot of the stabilizers. And so that there there then becomes some kind of an imbalance where that could potentially lead to injury so you know a little bit comes down to like are we talking short term versus long term probably short term you're much more likely to injure yourself in the in the moment doing a free weight but um there are you know questions as to again how functional it, you know it is and and if you're not doing you're, if you're are you doing a disservice to your body long term so i think this study obviously eight weeks is very you know very you know pretty short term um and you know it's not going to speak much to you know Injuries, but this was only focusing on can you build strength and size between the two, and there doesn't seem to be much of a difference.
2: Yeah, well, we often say that it's almost well. I say I don't know. I, you sort of agree with me, Ryan, Tony, too, that it's almost more important that you do than what yeah, you do. Yeah, totally. So. I, agree.
0: I mean, yeah, that you do safely, but it's more important that you do you know than than exactly what. And that's I think I like that this does show that because I you know. It, for a lot of people, they're they're not comfortable with free weights. Right, and I was going to say, they're, they're intimidated by exactly. that. Exactly. So, so it's good
1: to know that they can still get a good workout. Exactly. And improve their muscle mass. Yeah,
0: if you're looking to build some muscle and strength, you can do that with machines. I doubt exactly they have
1: well. a machine though now. Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> might be well if you're gonna buy, you know, we we did a little, you know, we talked about buying equipment. So yeah, yeah. if you're gonna buy some equipment, that might be the. I need the to
1: buy thing. a bigger place because I'm am as this weather starts to get colder, yeah. my lease I resigned my lease because when all this stuff was happening, was in I was supposed to, I was up to you know get out of the apartment in May. And I was originally going to move out, but there was just, it was like in the heat of things and there was yeah. just too much going on. I was so overwhelmed. And so I was like, I'm just signing my lease again. Cause yeah. like, I didn't know what to do. And now I'm stuck for like another year. Cause I have yeah. this one bedroom apartment and I need more space, like yeah. so that I could get equipment and also like I work from home and you know, so just like, yeah, it needs to happen.
2: Yeah
1: all right well great. Right. this that's is a it. long episode
0: yeah i was like I, I woke up we this ranted kicking. sorry yeah. if you guys
1: stayed with us the whole time we really appreciate yeah. you
0: I, I think most people know us by now we, we can go on get get on our soapbox immediately. <laughs> but um yeah so as usual you know all of our stuff we're on facebook instagram social media um check us out rate us review us um
2: and that's it i'm ryan george i'm justin gilt aka chef sonic reminding you that truth does not sell
1: and I'm Tony Marinici, aka Tip Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time.
2: And we are the good.